This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hi, it's Arthur here. Today we're bringing you the highlights of a Doomsday Watch Patreon special event with the estimable journalist John Sweeney. Over the weekend, we held a live Zoom with our Patreon supporters discussing John's experiences reporting from Kiev and his recent trip to the front line of Ukraine's fight against the Russian invasion up near the city of Bakhmut. If you'd like to hear live events like this in the future, search Doomsday Watch Patreon to find out how to support this podcast. Your help keeps us going. Thank you. I'm also delighted to say this support is helping us to create our new season, a 10-part documentary series coming this autumn, interrogating our perilous times. As we gear up for this, we want to know what you think about the show, so we're running a listener survey. The link's in the show notes. Fill it in and you're in with the chance of winning a Doomsday Watch t-shirt. Now, over to Mr. Sweeney. John, lovely to see you as always. The orange hat is still tucked onto the head, so that suggests that your head is still there. That's excellent. Show and tell. Got one. We... John, uh, tell us where you are. I'm in Kiev, which is, frankly, uh, Arthur, the most beautiful and exciting city uh, in the world to live in right now. And I'm not that old, but I've read Graham Greene's diaries, Mark and Muggeridge, the London Blitz in 1940. And they're laughing and they're dancing and they want to go drinking. And they're also standing up to this evil monster, Adolf Hitler. And being in Kiev right now feels like being in London in 1940 or West Berlin when the carry wrote The Spy Who Came In From The Cold. It feels not just like you're living in a beautiful city, you're living in a city that's fighting for democracy, for freedom, for free speech. It's beautiful. Amazing. So love it. I love it here. Love well, it. and of course, you're just back from the the real front line of the fight. You were there in Bakhmut, which, uh, if I'm not mistaken, is right on the front line of, of the sort of Donbass region. Tell us what you saw. Tell us what your feel for the conflict is and, and where we're at now in early September. So the reason I went to Bakhmut is my friend Vladimchenko, his unit's fighting there. And and how do I know Vladimchenko? Is because he arrested me on suspicion of being a Russian spy on day two. Uh, but Arthur, you've been in the shit too in Iraq. Um, yeah. And uh, you know exactly what this stuff's like. And the weird thing is, the more self-confident and laid back you are, the better it is, um, in a funny way. Anyways, yeah. all I did was, I, I didn't go, I'm scared or anything like that. They realized I'd taken six, seven 
photos or videos of Ukrainian soldiers near their defense stuff. Mm. He said, we'd like you to delete that. I said, well, I'm very happy to delete that. I'm mm. very sorry. And then they let me go. And that evening, I went to my flats and I said, I'm not in trouble, even though it's arrested for being yeah. today. The person that's in trouble is Vladimir Putin because he hasn't sold this war to his people. I said it on day two. I stand by that judgment. Yeah. You've now seen uh, Vladimir Putin's war up close and personal in Bakhmut. What's it like down there? So the number one um, point is my pals. So Vlad takes me there with his friend, Chris Occhiccioni. Chris used to be some kind of photographer for the New York Times, for the, the great American major publications. Yeah. So on my first proper day, uh, back when it's noisy, it's on the front line. One of the places we went to was Patrice Labumba Street. Mm. And the western end is controlled by the Ukrainians. But also, I'm wearing my lucky orange hat. And actually, this kind, we're this close. So I say to Vlad, you know, am I safe? And he said, yeah, you're safe. By the way, the spirit of the Ukrainian army is the best I've ever seen in my life. And I've been, I've been with the British army in, in Bosnia in particular, where the British army knew what they were doing was good and bold. Yeah. And right. And, and, and I, in particular, I love the Cheshire Regiment. The boys from Manchester and, Lang um, and Liverpool, brave and streetwise. And when the Serbs, the Milosevic Serbs behaved badly, they would suffer because uh, the Cheshire Regiment knew how to, to say, don't do that. Yeah. Uh, in a way that these people could understand. Like, and this isn't kind of, this isn't Guardian Editorial Land. This is, okay, you're going to shoot us up. Then tomorrow morning, you'll find every single one of your lorry, if you're, um, you'll find you don't have any tires anymore. <laughs> the boys are from Liverpool. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but, but in Bosnia, they were like oxen with guns. Mm -hmm. However, I've also seen, uh, I, let's be honest, I've seen the British Army close and personal in, in Bosnia and in Afghanistan and in Iraq and Kosovo. The German Army in Kosovo, the um, American Army in Iraq and Afghanistan and the Russian Army in Chechnya, Second Chechen War, and the Ukrainian Army right now is the boldest and bravest, and their belief in what they're doing is right off the scale. And that's, I suppose, because they're defending their homeland against a fascist invasion, which doesn't happen very often. Yes. It feels like, I mean, everybody said, whenever I say it feels like being in London in 1940, when I talk about Kiev, and I said, oh, so what was it like in London? I'm not like <laughs> something else. <laughs> but, but in reality, Arthur, one feels so proud mm. to be in Kiev in 2022. One feels so proud.
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I just wanted to um, hover a little more on the situation in Donbass, where you've just been. As I understand it, you know, from thousands of miles away, it's a front line that is is sort of static, a bit like the kind of World War One trenches. It shifts in a few meters in one direction, shifts a few meters in the other direction. Um, so Russia's definitely not winning this war, but they're not yet being booted off the field of play, are they? No. So it's seriously interesting. Essentially, I went there. I think about the 19th or 20th, and I stayed for four or five days hanging out with my friend Vlad. We, we stayed about 20 kilometers back, and every day we, we went to Bakhmut. While I was there, on my first night, um, it was heavy. It was <laughs> these crumbs. Now, you, you'll know this because yeah. um, you were in. Where have you been? You, where have you been? About, you've been in Iraq. Yes, yeah, so. and in yeah, in Helmand as well. So those are probably so you've been to Iraq and Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah. So you get it. Well, like, but m- the the difference is most of the time, the threat for you as someone working for the British government would be landmines and snipers and bad luck. Yeah, rather than um, big fuck off artillery. Yeah, here. There's an awful lot of artillery. Now, in in April, May, June, July, the Russians had far away the stronger hand, and they were pumping artillery all the time. Then the American HIMARS, which is this American rocket artillery system, and essentially it's like boxing, Arthur. So if I'm I'm tall, how tall are you? Uh, not tall enough. About five five eleven on a good day. Uh, I'm no, I'm five. I think I'm five eleven. Well, then anyway. I must be five ten because you're taller than me. Yes. So okay, imagine. All right, imagine somebody who's five seven, and I'm five eleven. If I can hit him because my arms are longer, then, and I can keep on hitting him, and he can't hit me back properly. This is what the American HIMARS rocket artillery system has given to the Ukrainians. Yes. And they have smashed multiple arms depots behind the front line. And yes. that makes the Russian logistics. So when I rocked up in Bakhmut, uh, the first night it was heavy, a lot of stuff. It felt mm. like Sarajevo. And then for the next two or three, four days, it was much quieter. On Independence Day, uh, the 24th of July, it was heavy yes. and I was scared. And that was my last day. Since then, it's got pretty heavy. So the logistics has got a bit better. But nevertheless, all of the Ukrainian soldiers I met, they were 
extremely grateful that I was there doing my stories, uh, telling, telling their stuff. They were lovely, they were funny, and their morale was sky high. A yeah. couple of days after, uh, we went, I think, on the 24th, we went to a, the trenches. And Arthur, I mean, like, both my granddads were in the First World War. But the idea of their grandson, uh, I'm 64, of me wandering around the trenches in the 21st century, it's tragic. Yeah. At the same time, the boys in the trenches were, were fantastic. And there's a moment when um, Bosman, a soldier who's got wonderful English and only three teeth, he rips open a British, a British-funded ration pack. Mm. We go for it and we go, hot dogs, coffee, bacon. It's a British ration pack. <laughs> and, I, and I feel proud to be a British taxpayer. It's kind yeah. of beautiful. But but where everybody should know, so I'm not being naive. These blokes here believe in what they're doing because they're defending the house. Yeah. I definitely don't want to keep you from your supper and possibly a glass of something. So let's um, uh, <laughs> let's see if there are any questions. I think Jacob, can you help me, Jacob, who is our chairman here, or our? our oh, here we go. Yes. Uh, I see Philip Dore has got a question in now. Philip, do you want to come in Ooh. to the Zoom? Hello. Yeah, I think we met in Hyde Park a couple of months yeah, yeah. ago. Beautiful and good. It's brilliant. Lovely. Yeah, so Lovely. I. So, yeah, my question was about, certainly I've had a couple of fallings out with friends over Ukraine, some of whom have been influenced by kind of the alt-right rhetoric about Russia's legitimate security concerns, so to speak, and others on the far left to go on about NATO expansion or the Azov Regiment. I'm just wondering what tends to be your approach to the, you know, to tankies and alt-righters who support Putin? I mean. Do you tend to try to debate them or do you just tell them to get knotted? My view is that, so, for example, a lot of people are worried about the Azov regiments is a far-right regiment in Ukraine, but you should know that you have to get 5% before you can get in, elected into Ukrainian parliament. And at the last election, no far-right party made it. Zelensky is a moderate if you're critical of him, it, it would be that he was too accommodating to the Russian side before the war. He's been brilliant afterwards. I don't need a ride. I need ammo. Good on him. Um, but how you deal with the, the people in, in the West, I feel I'm wrong in that I'm not being aggressive enough. I'm not saying so. Vladimir Putin's killing machine rapes and castrates and kills children. Anybody who sides with Vladimir Putin or, or talks in a language which is effectively sympathetic for Vladimir Putin should have no house room whatsoever. Arthur, what do you think? People need to separate out uh, the question about whether or not the politics of how the West has dealt with its foreign relations over a 20-year period, how that relates to 
whether or not the people of Ukraine have the right to fight for their own sovereignty. And, and that, that to me is a really simple, is a simple debate. As lots of people have obviously experienced, there seems to be some kind of overlap there that you, you get people who will say, well, you know, NATO expansion was handled in a bad way and that made Russia uneasy. Well, well, how was it handled? Like, fuck off. It wasn't handled in a bad way. In August 39, yeah. Stalin and Adolf Hitler effectively signed a pact saying yeah. um, the Nazis can take Western Poland and the Soviets can take Eastern Poland, the Baltics, and George Orwell called this pact the midnight of the century. Yes. The idea that history stops there and our international borders are fixed on the word of Adolf Hitler and Joseph Stalin or their, uh, their bitches, Ribbentrop and Molotov. Fuck off, fuck off, fuck off. You Sorry, are I myself you're so much more articulate than me. Um, <laughs> I suppose. I suppose what I would say, though, is I think whatever the case, when a country invades another sovereign country and then does it by carrying out massacres, war crimes, indiscriminate bombing, and all the rest of it, that's just wrong. And of course, it it was it was wrong, you know, in in cases when we've done it. So that it seems to me when when tankies say, yeah, you know. The Iraq war was bad. You can say, well, yes, it was. And that's why I disagree with the Russian invasion of Ukraine. I mean, it, it, I don't, yes, I don't really see, you know, why that's a gotcha argument. Yeah, no, absolutely. And we in the West, and actually, I don't like Boris Johnson. But he's been good. I like Ben Wallace. He's been very, very good. But we are helping our Ukrainian friends defend democracy, and there is something completely beautiful about it. Here, here. I think there couldn't be a better message to end it on. Uh, John, thank you so much for joining us tonight from Kiev. Goodbye, John. Love you all. We hope you find these war bulletins valuable amongst the huge amount of information out there you can support us on the crowdfunding app Patreon. You'll get the shows early, ad-free, and help shape future episodes, all from as little as £3 per month. Just search Patreon Doomsday Watch or follow the link in the show notes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.